Construction champions, it's your host, Ron Nussbaum, and we're here for another amazing episode of Construction Champions Podcast, where we're bulldozing the house down and rebuilding it twice a week. I almost said every single day. That's what you guys are out there doing. It's every single day you're doing that. Here on the podcast, we're helping you do it twice a week on Mondays and Thursdays. I'm super excited to have Ryan back for another an encore visit, man. How's it been going? Oh, man, things have been great since the last time we did this. Um, I got my book. It's finally done, and it's coming out here in the next few weeks. So excited. There you go. Actually, at the time of airing, I think it'll be the day after, the day before. Right? This is going to come out right around that time frame. So. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I look forward to it as well. So for all the champions out there that aren't familiar with you, that might not have heard your first episode, I highly recommend going back and re-listening to that one for everybody out there. But why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself and what excites you about the construction industry? You know, I grew up in a blue collar family. My dad was an owner operator and I've watched him just pour so much into his business and into the family and to create these opportunities for us. And I've run into so many people in construction and in the trades that have that same work ethic, that same drive, but then the business just consumes them. And, you know, I, I love, I love all things blue collar just because salt of the earth, I mean, these people are real and they're making it happen. And, you know, everything I'd say we've all heard before, but they built the infrastructure that we just live. I mean, the stuff we take for granted. I just love these guys. And um, so I'm really passionate about the trades, really passionate about construction. And uh, I, um, I just want to see entrepreneurs create these successful businesses that don't make them a slave to the business, you know, that they get what they want out of it. So that's what I'm excited about. That's why I wrote this book. And that's why I do what I do every day. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to have you back on since it's been a while and stuff changes over time is I'm going to ask you the million dollar question. And that is what makes a construction champion? Oh, man. You know, I think someone that just keeps that passion alive for the industry. I run into so many people that they kind of burned out and they just like I got into construction because of this, but now I do it because of this. And I'm like, that passion's gone. And I think those champions are the ones that are just passionate about the industry, passionate about the trades and, and just growing and, and taking care of the communities that they're doing the work in. Mm. So how do we keep that passion alive, Ryan? Cause that, that, that's something that's not just construction industry specific. That's yeah, that can be across the board in life and everything. You know, when it comes to, and, and this is in my book, we talk about getting really clear on where it is, where you want to go with your business and being really crystal clear on why you do what you do. What's your purpose? Like, why do you get out of bed every single day? And what I've seen over time is that people can lose sight of that. I was literally on a coaching call a couple of hours ago with a client and we've been working together for a while now. And I asked him, why, why this? Why are you doing what you do? And he starts thinking about it and he starts telling me, I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, why did you pick this business? You got all the businesses, all the ways to make money. Why did you pick this? And he starts telling me and he says, you know, I love helping people. 
I wanted to create opportunity for the people that I care about, my team. And I love adventure. Like I love waking up every morning and something's different. And I'm like, that's a cool reason to get out of bed. Like those are cool reasons to get up every morning. He goes, he goes and I've lost sight of that. And he, he just starts choking up. Like it just became real for him. And all of a sudden I can just see that passion and that enthusiasm for the business coming back. And I think what happens is, especially as owners um, and leaders, we get so consumed in the day-to-day -day and all of the fires we have to put out and all the things we have to deal with that we lose sight of why we do what we do. I 100% agree with that. Because it's very, very easy to do that as you continue to grow a business. And we we lose sight of what, you know, why why did we start this? Was mm. it because I wanted my own thing? Was it I wanted more time with my family? Was it I wanted more vacations, a new truck, a new motorcycle? Like there's all this stuff. And we lose, we yeah. just get so caught up in everything that's happening that we just lose sight of it mm -hmm. yeah and I, I think that it's really easy to get caught up in the day-to-day -day when those fires are burning or our team needs us or a project is behind it's really easy to just get in there get our hands dirty and take care of it so it's kind of instinctual and we do that long enough we become numb to the things that really drive us and get us excited which you jump in there and you dig deep. I'm sure these are some of these conversations you have are, uh, I, guess, I don't know if emotional is the word that I want to use, but when oh, you're yeah. digging that stuff out, like you're going into the, the root reason and you work with guys that have been on the journey for a while sometimes. So like it's, you got to dig that out. You know, my focus, our focus at Core Matters is, to help construction companies and really any company that has a lot of employees, help them attract, hire, and retain better frontline employees. I mean, that's our entire focus is how do you build these teams? How do you get people to apply? How do you make the right hiring decisions? How do you keep them? All of those things. And what we found in almost a decade of doing this is that if you're not attracting good people, it's probably because you're not attractive to good people. Mm. And I know that might be hard to hear, but the reality is they want to come work for someone. They don't want to come work to do a job. We've heard it before. People don't leave jobs. They leave people, which means they want to work for a new person. They want to work for a new team. That's what they're looking for. You've got to give that to them. And if you're too caught up in the weeds and the distractions and everything else, and you can't be that leader for them, they're going to look somewhere else. And that's the next part is how do you keep them once you've got them? You've got to help them grow. You've got to focus on their personal goals and their personal development. And if you're too focused on getting caught up in the day-to-day, -day, you don't have time for your people. Mm -hmm. They're going to move on and look for another team to work for. And so that's our entire focus over here. And if we can't help the leaders of an organization or the owners get really clear on who they are, why they do what they do, and where they're going, and help them communicate that, all the rest of the stuff is just checking off a box. It's just stuff that we do. We got to start at what we call the core and get really clear on those things and how we communicate it. And so you're right. A lot of times it does get very emotional. And I know that we're doing our job 
when someone gets choked up or someone ends up in tears. I'm like, that's where we need to be because this needs to be just so much about the heart and who you are and what you want to accomplish and just something that's bigger than you. Yeah, I think it's made a little a little conversation we were having before we got started here about social media and uh, you know being just authentic is mm-hmm. like that's that's a lot of like that's what employees want. They want to be able to feel that like that that culture should be authentic. And in order to get that, you have to get down to who am I? What is our business? What does this look like? And that can yeah. be challenging sometimes. Yeah, we talk a lot about authenticity when it comes to interviewing. All of these people tell me, all these employers tell me, oh, I wish people would just be honest with me. I wish they would just tell me not what I want to hear, but the truth. And then I ask them and I say, tell me about your interview process. They're like, well, what we do when we have someone come in is we make sure we clean up that desk. And and there's this one guy, Johnny, like we cannot let a candidate meet Johnny because he's got a mouth on him and he doesn't have a filter. And so we go hide Johnny in the back room. And I was like, but you want them to be authentic? (laughs) Are you listening to yourself? Like you're not being authentic at all. And, And that's the first rule of authenticity. Authenticity is if you want someone to be authentic, you must be authentic. And, and people forget that. Mm. They're like, no, it's about the first impression. It's about impressing them. It's about selling them. No, it's about being real because that's who people want to come work with. They want to work with someone who's real. They're leaving their current boss because they went through the same thing there. The boss wasn't authentic. Then they got in and they go, whoa, this place is a mess. <laughs> get, get out of here. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, you got to be authentic. And it goes both ways. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing. So I mean, over my my career, I've interviewed, hired hundreds, if not thousands, of employees, and I'm actually now in the product. We're we're bringing on our first set of sales reps, so I'm in the process of doing some interviewing, and I find myself now like I'm I'm a, I'm a completely different interviewer than I was back when. Mm-hmm. just i don't you naturally like the authentic being real is a thing and like right now i mean that's all i have to sell as a company is me and the realness of what we're doing and i, I think people do lose sight of that i love you and i'm cleaning the desk up we got to hide this guy we got to oh, do God. this instead of like just bringing the people in letting them see everything being completely candid and just like, hey, you know, this is why we're hiring. Because, you know, are we perfect? No, absolutely yeah. not. We're yeah. ne- no one's ever perfect. If you go in for an interview and it seems like it's too good to be true and everything's perfect, there's probably more problems than the company <laughs> that you interviewed before with that you thought had problems. Yeah. And and people are on to it. You know, we had a client one time, and I'll never forget this. He I was sitting in an interview with him. He's an electrical contractor, you know, did lots of TI and other stuff. And I'm sitting there, all of a sudden, he's he's talking to an office manager or something. Like he's interviewing for an office position. He just starts dropping F-bombs, like violently scary F-bombs during the middle of this interview. They're just like out of nowhere. And we got done and he goes, so what'd you think? And I go, I have a question for you. Like, I understand you guys curse a lot. And so I can kind of see the logic behind why you'd want to drop F-bombs. He's like, yeah. He goes, we curse a lot around here. And if they're not comfortable with that, I need them to know. I need to know now before they start working here and go, whoa, what I get into. I said, I love it. 
I love the authenticity, but here's what I want you to do. We're going to update all of your job postings and we're going to drop F-bombs in the job postings. And he's like, uh, uh, you, you can't do that. that that's not okay. <laughs> I'm like, so it's not okay to be public about the fact that you curse a lot, but it's okay to blindside someone during the interview. That's not being authentic. Mm. And so we had this debate back and forth. He let me put a couple of minor little swear words in the ad, but no F-bombs because <laughs> he's like, you can't do that. <laughs> like, then you shouldn't be doing it during the interview or during the workplace. Like, you shouldn't be doing it. Well, you know, that's a good way to look at it. If you're not willing to put it in your marketing or you're not willing to do this or that, is it, you know, something that's appropriate at any point in time? Like, is it good for your customers? Is it good for your employees? What does that stuff look like? Uh, I love you that. Know, I had a, it reminds me of another story. We had a mechanical contractor we were working with. And I said, you know what you should do? You should put in your, the newsletter you send all your customers twice a week. You should, you should put in there that you're hiring and you're looking for this position and this position and this position. And I'm like, well, we can't let our customers know that we don't have enough people. Besides, who are they going to know? I'm like, you never know who they're going to know. Let your customers know that you're hiring. Be authentic. Oh, we can't do that. We can't do that because we don't want our customers to know that we can't service them. I'm like, so what you'd rather do is have them call you and you say, hey, we'll see you in three weeks because we don't have enough guys. Like that's not being authentic, but we see it all the time. And I think it comes back to people get so used to putting out fires that they do their best to avoid the fires. So instead of being authentic and being real and being open and honest with people, they, they put on this mask and they pretend to be something they're not. And they think that's going to help prevent the fire, but all it does is just fan the flames, make things worse. Yeah. It just makes it start to burn a little bit slower and <laughs> slow burning fires end up being bigger than just a fire most of the yep. time, especially in construction. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. So how, how do you help guys become authentic? I know you, you told a couple of stories there where you worked through yeah. some of that stuff, but how do, you, how do you help them get to that that root, that, that just authentic of who they are, not just as a person, but as a company? Yeah, so we spend a lot of time working on company culture and not creating it, not building it from scratch, because the truth is every company has a culture already. It may not be one that you want, it may not be that you were intentional about it, but there's already a culture. And so what we do is we work with the leadership team to say, okay, what do you have? Like, where are you at right now? And where do you want to be with your culture? And we look at three things. We look at their vision, which is where the company's going. You probably heard the story, getting the right people on the bus and get them in the right seats once they're on the bus. Well, Jim Collins talks about that from the leadership team. And then the leadership team, once they're in the right seats, they get to figure out where the bus is going. But the last time I checked, a bus had a lot more than four or five seats on it. So now you got to build the rest of your team. You got to bring your superintendents and your foremen and your craft workers and your laborers in. Well, if they're not excited about where the bus is going, if you're not clear on your vision and they're not excited about it, they're going to get off the first time there's a problem. The first time a job gets delayed, right? The, the first time someone gets hurt. The first time communication didn't happen correctly between, you know, if you're a sub and the GC or something like that, all of a sudden they're gonna be like, yeah, I'm getting off this bus because this isn't going where I thought it was going. So you gotta get really clear on your vision. Where are you going? It's the only way you're going to keep people on the bus. It's also going to help you attract the right people. Then you got to look at your purpose. Why do you get out of bed every single morning to do what you do? 
construction's a grind. Can we admit that? Like it is, <laughs> it is dangerous work. It is hard work. It is intense work. I mean, it is, it is, I don't know why some people choose it. It can be really rough, but you chose it for a reason. There's a reason you get out of bed every single morning and do what you do. There's a reason every single one of your employees gets out of bed every single morning and does what they do. What's that reason? And when those reasons align, you're going to have the most loyal employees you ever thought. And then finally, the last one is your values. How do you behave? What's the expectation for behavior in your organization? Because if you don't know, if you aren't clear on what's acceptable behavior and what behaviors you look at for making decisions and growing teams and taking on clients and all that, if you aren't clear on those behaviors, you're never going to be able to find more people with those behaviors. It reminds me one time I had somebody, uh, they were a dentist and I was like, who's a good client for you? And they're like anyone with or without teeth. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's a big list. Um, and, then, and then a couple months later, they came back and they said, Anybody that's on blood pressure medication. And I was like, well, that's interesting. Blood pressure medication, because they found that there's a direct correlation to blood pressure, high blood pressure, and gum disease. I was like, I know somebody on high blood pressure medication and I want to get them off of it. All of a sudden it was a lot easier. Same thing happens in your employer branding. When you're really clear about the behaviors you're looking for, I'm looking for someone that actually gives a damn about the work we do. All of a sudden I start thinking, I know somebody that's in construction that gives a damn, probably more than they should. They might be a great person to join your team, right? I start looking for those behaviors. I can start creating marketing materials. I can start communicating. I can start creating stories around that. And so when we dig in with leadership team to help them on their brand and get really clear on their culture, those are the three things we look at. Then we spin all that into what we call a core story so that not only can they, but the rest of their team get out there and promote it. I love it because I love the vision. I'm a, I'm a big vision guy. I, I think like that's what really matters is as a, as a leader, having a grasp on the vision and where you're headed. And I, I love how you put that like that be the first there immediately get off the bus. Like we think like this stuff, just all this stuff happens. And then somebody leaves when it's, it's really not like all this stuff. It's exactly what you just said is like, this isn't what I signed up for. There was no clarity to begin with in the first opportunity they get to get off the bus. They're going to take it. It takes the average employee 10 weeks to find a new job. The average person takes 10 weeks from the time they make the decision to the time they start the new job is 10 weeks. And we had a client um, hired somebody and this is a pretty key important position. And uh, the guy's been there six weeks. He just turned in his notice. Mm. Like he never stopped looking. He got on the bus knowing or, or with, with some kind of maybe gut feeling that this wasn't going to be the right bus for him. Whether the vision wasn't there or the behaviors weren't there, maybe the purpose wasn't aligned or the team wasn't right. There was something about it that said, I'm going to keep my options open. Six weeks later, he turns in his notice. Doesn't even give a full two weeks, gives a week and says, I'm out. And this is an important position. I mean, this is a this is one of the office jobs for a construction client. And it just got me thinking, we're not doing a good enough job communicating that vision, communicating that purpose, driving that story home. Because if people are leaving that fast, they're not bought in. And if they're not bought in, we're going to constantly be chasing our tails looking for more people. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because they see the short term potential, but they don't see what's the long term. So yeah, uh, you got to be good at that. You got to be good at telling. No, and you don't necessarily. You got to be able to instill that in your leadership. The people that are doing the interviewing, they have to be mm-hmm. able to convey that vision just as well as you can. Yeah. And that's why we teach that core story process is being able to take that message and help people communicate it, share that story, get people excited. I love it, man. You're doing great things. I thank you for coming back on the show. I mean, it's been amazing again. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I, uh, we were just talking and I'm just so excited about this new book. So, uh, book comes out October 17th, 2023. So it might already be out. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, you can you can pick it up uh, anywhere books are sold. Uh, it's even on audio because I know my market. And these guys are like, I don't want to read a book. I want to listen to a book. So we'll ha- we got the audio book available. And uh, what I do in that book is I share the entire process that we take our clients through. I pull back the curtain and I say, here's what our process looks like. All seven components, how you can implement this yourself inside of your business. So you can start attracting, hiring, retaining the best people. I love it. I mean, it's that's absolutely amazing. Just add value, give it out, put it out there so guys can get it. Besides the book, where can people find you? If they wanted to follow you, reach out to you, connect with you, where's the best places to do that? I'm most active on LinkedIn. So you can look me up on LinkedIn, either at Core Matters or Ryan England. Uh, my website too is great resource. We have a an entire section of the site dedicated to training, free training around writing job ads, interviewing, finding the right people, all those things. And that's at corematters.com. Awesome, man. Well, once again, thank you for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me. All right, Construction Champions. Another fantastic episode where we talked about the thing that everybody talks about. It's hiring in the construction industry and how to be able to do that better. And it all comes to you. Think about that. Because there's so many times that we blame hiring on everything else that's out there. All the time. It's all the markets, this, nobody wants to come to work. Nobody wants to do this. I can't get any applicants. I can't get anybody to apply that fit the standards that I want. You're the nucleus in all of that. So take some time, look in the mirror, start to understand that. Pick up Ryan's new book, go on his website, watch his free stuff on how to become a company that never has to worry about hiring people ever again. I'm a firm believer that the construction industry has always had a hiring and people problem. I can go back 13 years ago And it's the same complaints as what you hear today. So it's not like this labor shortage is something new. The labor shortage is just going to make you have to be even better at what you do and how you bring on people and how you market your company to the employees. So think about that. Go look in the mirror. Take some time. Figure out exactly what is your vision and then how do you cast that vision mm-hmm. so construction champions until next time be the champion you were meant to be